Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer Evelyn Aka. Good day. My name is Evelyn Aka. I'm the founder and managing lawyer of Aka Business Immigration Law. We are based in Calgary, Alberta, and we have two offices in Toronto and Vancouver, Canada as well. I focus primarily on cross-border NAFTA immigration law for professionals as well as families and individuals looking to move to Canada or move to the United States. I would like to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer Evelyn Aka. I have the joy of welcoming my friend and colleague today, Kim Newts from Sunstone Legal. Welcome, Kim. Hi, Evelyn. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, So full disclosure, I work with Kim as well as an employer, um, and she's my employment counsel, but she's also a colleague that I refer other people to. And I thought it would be wonderful to learn more about your background, Kim, and even just to start with like your your history in law and how long you've been doing it and what, what brought you like me to having our own practices. Yeah, a lot longer than I care to admit. Um, I actually got, yeah, I know, right? Um, I got called to the bar in uh, 2000, so 21 years ago. Um, I've been, uh, I worked actually initially articled at a small criminal defense firm. I did criminal defense work for about a full year. I loved it. I wow. Loved it. Yeah, very, and I, I wish I actually, there's some days that I wish I had stayed in it, but to be honest, criminal law doesn't pay the bills. And the student loans and the mortgages that everyone has coming out of law school. So (laughs) I started looking for um, a litigation position because I did like litigation at the time. So I ended up going over to Gowling's. Um, It was Code Hunter at the time, then turned into Gowling's. Um, I was there for roughly seven years and I was mentored by one of the most prestigious, uh, smart employment lawyers in the country, David Corey. Oh, I know David well, yes. Yeah. And he just made employment, he's so, like, he was so excited about employment law every day and any any chance he had to talk about it, he just went on and on and on. So I, I really took in that energy and, and started to uh, just do every sorts of, uh, whether it was employment up to labor, uh, human rights, uh, anything to do with, with employment labor. And I loved it. But mm. what I didn't love was the big firm stuff that went with that. So yeah. uh, in 2005, I had my first uh, child, my son, uh, Lucas, and my life changed as most mothers do when they're in the law. So I found that I couldn't sustain the hours they wanted of me. Um, and I wanted to have a bit more of a work-life balance, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of mothers and lawyers uh, do at the time. And they realize that, you know, other things are more important now. So you get your priorities straight, I guess, in, in some ways. Yeah. Um, so I started looking for other opportunities and I ended up um, going over to the city of Calgary at that point because they were looking for um, uh, a employment labor council, I guess, specifically to be handling the Calgary Fire Department stuff. Wow. So I ended up uh, working at headquarters at the Calgary Fire Department for roughly three years, um, just advising the fire chief and all the deputy chiefs and whatnot on their labor matters. And there was a lot of labor matters with the fire department. <laughs> I can imagine. The IASF is a very um, busy union, let's put it that way. So um, we had a lot of uh, grievances on the go. And I, I did love labor law, and I certainly loved where I worked. People were amazing. Um, but again, the uh, 
the bureaucracy of a, a machine such as the municipality of the city of Calgary uh, was overwhelming. And I, coming from private practice, it was very difficult for me to have to not be able just to advise my client directly. I needed to go through this level, this level, this level to get my AOKs, and it just made me crazy. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I, I can't do this. I got to go. No. So I did uh, go to Suncorp for a very short period of time to act as their in-house counsel up at Fort McMurray for roughly two months. But again, that was not for me because I was traveling a lot and that wasn't the work-life balance that I initially had wanted. So um, being there, I was leaving at four o'clock in the morning on the Sunjet up to Fort Mac and coming home at 10 o'clock at night. I never saw my son. So it didn't make sense. So um, I had reached out to a former classmate of mine, Jessica Hain. Um, I was actually his buddy in law school. He was a year behind me and he had his own firm and he was only roughly five or six lawyers at the time. And he just said, well, why don't you come over here and try it over here? Just mm. consult, like do what you want and figure it out. Like make it, make it whatever you want. Because he didn't have any other lawyers other than real estate, maybe a will is an estate lawyer right, at, the time. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of just sort of thought, okay. And I actually went back to David Corey and I said, David, what would this look like? How do I do this? Like, he's like, and he gave me such great advice. And he just said, listen, like, <clears throat> You have what you need as far as the smarts go. You've been doing this for enough years now that you can provide your clients with great advice. You just have to figure out a way to do that in a way that makes you happy. So I really did. I sort of created a very um, uh, sort of, it was very employee heavy at the time. Um, certainly it was, a, we were going through the recession. Uh, there are a lot of terminations. It was a yes. severance package review haven um, I was doing, I was getting like 30, 40 calls a day just to do wow. reception packages. It was crazy. But um, <laughs> I really took that on and I got into a really good groove about being able to service the clients in a quick, timely fashion for a flat fee, which was yes. the first time anybody in the city had ever done a flat fee services for employment law. Yeah. Now, other people will try and take credit for that. but I, I know. know. <laughs> I That's like that. immigration. It's like, yeah. of course it's flat fee, but yeah, you had to create exactly. that model, right? I did. I did. And uh, it worked out great. It worked out really great. And some of my clients, I think it really helps clients when they, I'm sure you feel this way too, mm -hmm. when they know what to expect. Exactly. They're not going to get this massive bill and they're not yeah. going to, you know, we're not point wanting them to death on a file. Exactly. And so like that. And because we know what we're doing, we're able to provide, you know, timely advice in, and we know how long it's going to take us already in our mm -hmm. mind. And the clients are getting a really good deal because Frankly, my clients are out of work. They don't have a big paycheck coming exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah. A $3,000 retainer. So yeah. um, I think it, the clients appreciated it as well at the time. So, so you were uh, there yeah. for as, I, um, I guess, independent, right? Lawyers. That seems like what they do there. And when did you decide to kind of start Sunstone Legal? Um, I, I was at Kahane for roughly 11 years. I was the only consultant lawyers there. Everybody else's employees. So I was kind of on my own. I was still acting as my own professional corp, but I yeah. didn't, I, 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 yeah. So I kind of did my own thing. I set my own hours to take as much vacation as I wanted. So I kind of already had that whole thing in motion already. Mm. So I decided that I, I really, really wanted to do something that was a bit more, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm 50, I'm 51 years old. I want to, mm -hmm. I want to make more of a mark on my own. Um, yeah. And so I decided that I'm going to leave Kahane begrudgingly. Um, it was a great, great place to work for a very long period of time, but um, I just wanted to do something a bit more of my own. And, and that's how Sunstone kind of came to be. 
That's so and great. I I could, and I know I can do that with Jeff because Jeff had a very busy practice and he yeah. had his own machine going and stuff like that. And so I, I did want to be able to do that. And where I landed at West Legal, Dave West is actually a, a former colleague of mine from Kahane as well. Oh, great. He had started his own shop about uh, three, four years prior to this. And he didn't, he just allowed me to sort of settle in here and we work in association with each other. So it's been really great. It's a great yes. synergy because he's got the types of lawyers I need to service my clients on, you know, whether it's wills and estates or litigation or uh, real estate, commercial real estate. And then I'm able to at least service his clients from an employment labor perspective. So it's that is great. fabulous. Wow. Yeah. And so tell me yes. when you chose the name, because that was one of the first questions I had was, where did that come from? Because um, you could have made it Kim Newts and Associates or whatever, right? It could have been anything. <laughs> I had those discussions in my head, right? You're, you're taking your last name and, yeah. and then you look at my last name. I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. So, <laughs> so to be perfectly honest, I've always been really drawn to crystals and yeah. um just, you know, things that provide good positive vibes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I've always done that. So I literally went and got a coffee one day, Evelyn. I went to chapters. Yeah. I sat in their crystals aisle with all the books. <laughs> Heard me. And I just started reading through. And I literally opened up one book and the page just opened up to Sunstone and I read it. And the Sunstone actually is what they deem to be. And I, I, you know, pulled up all my stuff. These were all the notes that I had taken when I actually was like, oh my God. Printed off. I took pictures of the books. I never even bought the book. <laughs> I took pictures of the book. This is what not to with, do listeners. Right? Yeah. And it's actually a stone of career and leadership. That's what it was actually entailed. So it says the workplace crystal can bring about opportunities for personal promotion, help you establish boundaries against situations that could potentially drain your finances. Hmm. Um, and so the sunstone, it says, by working with the sunstone, you may be more able to enter into a new beginning or a new chapter of your life. Uh, the sunstone is all about freedom, self-empowerment, and independence. Mm. So I thought about those things and I thought, you know, this is exactly what I do for my clients. I want to be able to usher them into a new sort of chapter of their life. They're typically coming to me when things are not going well, obviously. Yeah. They're yeah. either been terminated with or without cause, or they're working in a toxic work environment and they are really struggling getting up and going to work every day. They're hating their jobs. They're hating their life. Mm-hmm. And as you know, jobs transcend into the rest of our lives. So they yes. become just miserable human beings. So I really wanted to be able to help my clients sort of, and that's how I came up with bringing calm to chaos, right? They've, they've got this chaos. Mm-hmm. But the sunstone and hopefully myself and my skill set are able to bring them sort of a calming. We can figure it out. You got this. Yeah. Even if we get through this, we can get you to the other side. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's sort I of where it. I came around. I love where it represents. And I mean, I think as you know, my sister, my younger sister is an employment lawyer in Vancouver. And it's just so incredible the impact you make at the front end at the hiring and when it's all exciting and you're giving them that calmness, like, let's not get overly excited. Let's, let's look at this in terms of what happens at the end, if it doesn't go well. And so, you know, you really are a trusted advisor for all aspects of employment from the beginning to the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hiring litigate as well. I used to, I used to do a lot of that. Um, To be perfectly frank, I've kind of, the, the the courtroom's out of me now. I'm yeah. done with that. So I've been doing yeah. mostly solicitor's work, but I do have 
two great junior litigators who know their stuff now. I've trained them since they were babies. So the, if anything gets contentious, and not much does, yeah. honest, I would say maybe one out of 50 files goes to litigation. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're ready to do that. So yeah, That's great. That's so fabulous. So, um, you know, I think like you and me, it's all about when you have children, it kind of changes your perspective on life. Right. And, and I think as women, I mean, I think more men are maybe are making these decisions now, especially with COVID and in the midst of it all. But I really think it's interesting that women are leaving law or leaving big law or, or corporate or whatever it was to find ways that make it work for them. So you have you felt like the changes you've made have made you a happier lawyer? Oh my God, like hundred <laughs> um, percent. Like I, I liked the law when I was at yeah. big firm, but I didn't like the lifestyle. And so yeah. it made the law miserable because it was still pulling you away from the things that you wanted to be at, whether it's the kids' mm. soccer game or going to a hockey game or picking them up from school. So yeah. now I work a very, I have a very short work day. Like I take my kids to school in the morning. Um, the 16 year old's now driving, but in yeah. any event, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The little one I take to school and I pick her up every day. So I pick That's her up at, 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 so I'm done my day by two thirty, three o'clock every day. And I'm at the office by nine. So it's a That's five hour work hard. Yeah. Go have your life, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Those are good decisions you're making. So, I mean, in terms of working with Westlaw or West Legal, do you find that you're not having to have all the bureaucracy? Because that's a part of it in my life, in my world, as the owner doing everything. You know, you have your team, but it's the infrastructure needed to be built by me. It, how is it helping you not to have to worry about those things? You just plug and play. Is that really what it looks like for you? Uh, there's parts of it that are certainly pl plug and play. I do help um, Dave with all HR matters. So I, yeah. I'm in the mix of hiring, firing, yeah. papering, employment agreements, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't do the admin heavy side as far as payroll or any of that yeah. kind of stuff. Goes. So, um, but he has people that do that for him as well. So um, I'm still trying to like, we, we have a synergy as far as marketing goes between the two firms. So mm -hmm. we do. No, I do <clears throat> blogging for myself, but obviously I'll post on both websites. He does the same. And that's so great. There is a bit of crossover there, which is kind of helpful. So if I yeah. see something coming through the juniors here, I'll be able to post it to my website and stuff like that. So Perfect. it works out well. Yeah. So, so you act for just, I mean, I know from you act for employers and employees, who would you, who are your ideal clients? Like, so that I can have a real sense of when the <laughs> referral opportunities come, who would be your ideal? I mean, you've helped me with the not-for-profit, you've helped with corporate, you know, you've helped with individuals. Is it everything pretty much? <laughs> I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing everything. I, I still get a lot of referrals from my folks and friends from downtown. So from big firm. Um, so in that regard, I'll get often the stuff that's like the executives who they can act for, obviously, because they're on yes. for the company. So I'll get yes. conflicted out with that kind of work. Perfect. Um, I'm getting a lot of small, um, small business, small employers, uh, just by virtue of who I am and where we work. We work yeah. in sort of, you know, Southwest Calgary. We're not downtown. So you're going to yeah. get a lot of, uh, you know, smaller businesses, which is great. And that's mm -hmm. been the bulk of my practice probably for the last I would say probably a year has been right. small business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because the terminations and the severances have all sort of slowed down, right? Everyone's sort of in a holding pattern and now that everyone's starting to hire again. Exactly. So now I'm back in the upswing of drafting employment agreements and 
revising policy manuals and writing COVID vaccine. Exactly. I was going to ask like return to work stuff, you know? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. So ideally, if there's not an ideal client for me, I will literally, if if there's no conflict, I can act for any of them. And I I actually enjoy it because it gives me everything. Yeah. Yeah. Real variety. Oh, that's fabulous. So tell me um, how COVID affected you, if at all. I mean, you were working from home like most people were, I'm assuming, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. When it got shut down in March, I was literally at my five-week mark of starting my new firm. And I was like, what have I done? Oh my God. What have I done? And as you know, <laughs> everything slowed down, right? And everyone's sort of like in this holding pattern. And then yeah. all I did was answer questions about temporary layoffs for what it seemed like was six months. Like it was just, it was can they brutal. do this? I'm like, yep. And there's nothing we can do about it. Like so really long, so yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up going out. We have a place out in BC. So I took the kids because they were off school and we went out yeah. to BC and they did their schooling from out there. Perfect. I worked from out there and we really just reconnected for a, a lovely six month period until September rolled around in 2020. And I came back to the office and got moving again. So, that is so great. Um, but yeah, it was slow, but I swear by September, it just, it, everything was picking back up again and things just sort of went along tickety boo again. So, wow. Yeah. So are you seeing clients in person now or how are you? You're not. Yeah. Same with us. I don't really need to, yeah. which is, you know, and I, 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 I'm sort of, should I be at this point? I'm like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, you should probably get back. I'm like, but why? Because yeah. <laughs> we've no. all really gotten accustomed to this, right? And <laughs> I kind of like being able to sort of not worry about, like, I, I find that booking the meetings now actually takes more time than than it is to just sit on a Zoom or a phone call. Exactly. And do the work and provide the information they need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So interesting. Well, I mean, one of the things, you know, um, that I'll share with our listeners is we moved to um, a four day work week as a trial to the end of the year. And did you help me with all that and sign all the contracts? It's so interesting. Um, So today is Tuesday here in Calgary. And so today everyone's back and we're just like frantic. It's the second week. And it's like, you're just trying to figure out how to get back to it. Have you seen some of your clients changing their ways of working and having to, you know, besides working from home, how have they had to adjust to one, ensure everyone is doing the work they should be doing, even if they're not in your space anymore? Yeah, it's, it's tough. And you're going to get a variety of different opinions from different employers as to how they want to manage that. Some are very flexible with it as far as, you know, not micromanaging their people, just realizing that, you know, there's a bulk of work it needs to get done. And if it gets done and I hear no complaints from my clients, everything's great. Yeah. And I'm not going to worry whether you logged off at 425 versus 430. For sure. Um, some employers are a bit more crazy about it. And I really sort of need to caution them that for the most part, this can be temporary. They can decide if they want to bring their people back now that mm-hmm. most of them are in some fashion. Uh, whether it's a, you know, a hybrid of the work from home, maybe two days a week, come back to the office for another two or three or, you know, vice versa, they're all kind of figuring how it's going to work best for them. So um, employers are having to deal with space issues, whether they want to maintain these massive amounts of space with offices they probably don't need anymore. So, um, and then there's all the, you know, if they're going to be working from home, how do you manage that as far as privacy considerations go? Um, your IT uh, mm-hmm. issues, obviously, um, 
occupational health and safety issues? Are they working at ergonomic stations? Um, oh all those God. things come into play. Yeah. There's a lot to consider. So yeah, there's there's always lots to counsel on. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, yeah. such an interesting time, I think. Is ever, and the other part of it is I think mental health is real. You know, it's mm. a real issue. And I feel like this last 18, 19 months, everybody you're seeing different levels of anxiety and depression or whatever, you know, things are stressing everybody out, even clients, I find, how are you advising or seeing that? Are you getting, um, are you seeing some of that from employers? A lot of the stuff I'm seeing primarily is mostly revolving around the vaccines right now Mm. and people being so, you know, you're either going to get people that are completely on board. They're no problem. Here's my vaccination status. Let's go to work. Like I'm done. Right. And then you have people that are the complete polar opposite, or you have people that are sort of in the middle. They need more information. They're not really sure if they want to do the vaccine or not. Um, they don't think, you know, they're citing me the Nuremberg code telling me that they've, they, they have a charter right not to get the vaccine. Oh and all these my goodness. I'm like you have a right not to get the vaccine. You just yeah. don't have a right to a job. Like, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah. that conversation has been tough yeah. for some people to take for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 and employers are trying to do their best. I mean, they, I so. they have an obligation under OHS law to provide a safe work environment. And yes. so these vaccine mandates are just another arm of that. And exactly. the courts are upholding them across the country saying, this is okay. Yeah. So I was watching um, a webinar. I think it was the employment law one recently at the CBA. It was really interesting. And looking at those issues of what's going to happen in the courts. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure this is going to go to the Supreme Court of Canada. <laughs> because somebody yeah. wants to take it up around this piece um, yeah. just for the legal precedent it'll send. But I feel like you're right. It's nobody can guarantee you a job and putting other people at, at risk, but yeah. you can choose not to, you know, and, and may have to decide how to work. Right. I mean, yeah. even flying back from Seattle, this conference I was at this legal conference. It was brutal. And I'm an immigration lawyer. It was like, yeah, I, I was only there for like three nights and I had to figure out where to get my PCR and then it was closed and then they couldn't guarantee it. And I have to run back to the airport, you know, the on the Sunday morning to take my test so I can get on the plane. And then yesterday, five people didn't get on the plane, couldn't get on the plane because their PCR tests were expiring before they landed in their final. It was crazy. You're kidding me. Crazy. And it's happened even for my own associates. We, we know better, but it's still shocking to see how the rules are implemented. So this, this COVID thing is really, really changing yeah. people's lives and businesses and work. And mm-hmm. I know the airlines are freaked out about it too, because they don't want to be fined, but it yeah. is, we got to find a happy balance. I'm hoping that in the next few months, you know, maybe when children also, my kids at 10 year olds old can get the vaccination, it'll just right. settle everything down a little bit more, but yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, it's certainly affected us. Tell me, do you get many um, immigration related kind of questions or referrals? Like I'm wondering, for me, I get employment ones because usually yeah. they want to Canadianize a U.S. contract or whatever, right? Make sure yeah. it's going to, how does, 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 does immigration ever intersect or come into your world? I, I've had a few files in the past, probably 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um work permit issues primarily. Uh, So people being over here and work permits and then the work permits expiring and in the middle of COVID and all those other things that kind of pop up. And uh, 
weirdly enough, both of them were in the brewmaster industry. So they're both Interesting. brewmasters coming from Europe and yeah, Australia. it's hard yeah, to find so, apparently really yeah. good brewmaster. That's yeah. So, so uh, but for the most part, I, I don't okay. get a ton of immigration requests, but I mean, mm. there are the odd ones for sure. Yeah. Um, it kind of depends on the employer that you're dealing with, whether they've got any sort of international need for people that they can't find here. And right now, well, they've got the entire world to choose from, right? In Canada. Yeah, I mean, we're back again. Thing. I mean, people say that, but I think the struggles with the border and the quarantining and the all of that has really affected immigration. I would say this this year more than last year. It's starting to people are just fed up. And then yes. this whole big resignation. Tell me about that. Like, have you know been reading about it? I'm sure it's just how, especially in the States where people just are not coming back to work or yeah. they're leaving their employers in record numbers. Yeah. I think, I think COVID gave everyone a good reason to reevaluate and make yeah. that decision. So yeah. I think everyone, a lot of people who are resigning, I mean, they were probably within five to 10 years of retirement anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they've decided it was like, I've already been off for a year. You know, why do I want to get back into it? I really like the fact that I'm not doing it. And I'm realizing I can afford to do this now. Yeah. I can actually don't have to go back to work. I think we yeah. all get into that sort of treadmill <laughs> that we need the paycheck. We need the more money. We got to get yeah, going. Yeah. And all of them were like, well, wait a minute. I can live on a lot less. I just yes. did for a year. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Or work I think, part-time or change yeah. how you work or focus on your crafts and arts and things that are interesting it's been interesting because in the states with my colleagues they're having a really hard time finding people like good staff um and I don't know if we have the exact same issues here in Canada but it seems worse there I still have a lot of friends I used to manage restaurants and bars all throughout my university and law school career Mm -hmm. so I still have a lot of friends and I have a lot of clients that are those bar owners now yeah Um, and they're really struggling with their staffing really struggling so much so that they're they're reducing hours they don't have enough people to man the bar for as long as they want so they're closing on like a monday when they normally would have been open i've noticed Um, that yeah yeah so you're gonna get like condensed hours and stuff like that so it's it's still a hard sell and i'm not sure if it's i think it's the industry in particular like i think if you were in that industry oh my god that is heartbreak and challenge and i think you start to think is this where i want to be for the rest of my life up and down dealing with COVID and being laid off every couple months or, you know. Yeah. 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 They definitely had their challenges this year. And, and uh, unfortunately our Alberta government didn't help them with their up and down yeah. business, close, open, close, close, temp layoff, temp layoff and no. poor people. So um, trying to process EI claims and SERP payments and it was a nightmare for them. Yes. So, and these are, you know, I hate to say it, not all of the most, highly sophisticated HR folks. And so they're coming to me when they have no income coming in barely at all. And they're like, I don't know how to navigate this. How do I navigate all these changes they keep mandating on us? Mm -hmm. So they've had a real struggle. And now that they're back up and running, um, they still have to obviously muster through all their rules on a daily basis. And hopefully they don't change too much more anymore. But I hope not. I hope um, not. I really hope not. people that they still can't find, right? It's still a staffing issue. Yeah, I don't, gonna... I don't think it's the serve as much as everyone thought it was. I think it's just people reevaluating 
what they want to do. Yeah. And going back to school, a lot of those people in the service industries are like, I need more education so I can move up in terms of where I want to be. So some of that is happening for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So listen, Kim, I mean, you and I are both moms and wives. Now I am again. (laughs) After 15 (laughs) years of not being, I I adopted my kids on my own. So, you know, it's a very different world to do lots of community work, volunteer work. You're an entrepreneur too. Um, what do you think is your secret sauce? You know, what do you think that makes you Ugh. a happy lawyer? You know, I have I have this happy lawyer hat in my in my legal group. It's a North American group of law firm owners. We have this hat. Uh, it's a happy lawyer hat, and it's basically like happy lawyers make more money, but also happy lawyers have better lives. That's that's the messaging it's saying. It's we want to be happy lawyer. You don't want to be one of those miserable, unhappy bitter, you know, um, overly stressed lawyers. How have you managed to make work enjoyable? I mean, I love some of the things you just said already about your hours and I would love to be able to do that and just go home and work less and, and make it effective for you. So what's your secret sauce? Oh, well, uh, I was thinking about this last night too, as I read that question and I was, (laughs) I don't know if it's such a secret. I think Everyone just needs to figure out if, if you're a lawyer, let's say you're already yeah. a lawyer, figure out what part of the law you love. Like, seriously, like, if, was there one particular file that you thought, oh my God, this is my jam? Yeah. That's the file that you need to sort of tweak onto and really sort of figure out what you love and then make that happen in your law firm career, wherever that looks like, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, at a big firm or a small firm or on your own or consulting or in a small, like, and figure out how that's going to make that work for you. But mm-hmm. I don't think, and I think you need to realize that having the big paycheck doesn't always make you happy because exactly. earning that big paycheck requires a lot more commitment. So you mm-hmm. have to find your happy medium. Where's your, where's your sweet spot, right? Yeah. So I need to make enough to support my family and let them, so we can do the things we love to do and stuff like that. But I don't need to be at the office for 10 hours a day to make the excess yeah. to buy an extra boat this year. Like I don't, exactly. I don't drive a fancy car and I don't yeah. like, I don't. So I think yeah. everyone has to find out what is their sweet spot mm-hmm. um, and what that's going to make, how that's going to make you happy. Yeah, that's a really, that's really good advice. I mean, you know, there's all these reports of women in particular leaving the law, even still. And I was really hoping, I mean, I was on in Toronto on Bay Street and we saw it all the time with the numbers that came in and numbers that left. And you, yeah. think, you think, why? And now it's been interesting because with COVID, all those firms that felt you had to be there till midnight and everything else, they're realizing work is getting yeah. done. Technology yeah. works. And so I am yeah. hoping and I am hopeful and optimistic, you know, that younger women and lawyers coming up will see that they have more room for the flexibility, you know, even in a larger firm to, to yeah. know they don't have to sit there to be seen to be working, that they can do work yeah. anywhere. Right. Absolutely. And I think COVID's helped us with that. Yes. I think that actually was a real eye opener for yes. those big firms. They realized that the work can get done. And even the um, courts, you know, the courts figured yeah. it out. Like, Everyone has had to adjust and it's, there's a real momentum there and I hope that it continues. Yeah. And I think that'll be helpful for women in the law for sure, because that's, that's always been the biggest piece for us is that mm-hmm. we have this, 
we have this guilt when we're not with our kids. We have this guilt when we're not at the office and we, and then when we get home with the kids and we want to go back to the office and we're at the office, <laughs> you we said it. With the kids. like we can't win. We're all yeah. in this push pull with ourselves. Right. So yeah. I think everyone just needs to find what their middle ground is. What, you know, my favorite day of the week is Monday. I hate to say it. It absolutely yeah, is. Happy to come back. Mm-hmm. I like going back to work because yeah. I'm very busy in the weekends between, yeah. you know, hockey games and laundry and groceries and yeah. cleaning the house and You're all those exhausted. things. I come back. Yeah. <laughs> and I love coming to work. So I love my job. I love yeah. doing what I do and I love the way I do it now. So if yeah. you don't like the way you're practicing law, change it for the love of God. Yeah. Change it. Right. Change it. I love that. You can change it. You can Anybody change. can. If I yeah. can do it, you can do it. Right. Yes. I love it. That's such great advice, Kim. Thank yeah. you so much for participating in our podcast and joining me and letting me profile you and your firm, Sunstone Legal. And if anybody has employment law related questions here in Alberta, Canada, feel free to call Sunstone Legal and um, West Legal. And um, I will continue sending files your way as much as I can. I really you, appreciate dear. your support. Take good care. Thanks, Evelyn. I hope the information was valuable to you. Please do let me know if you have any questions. You can reach us at akalaw.com, A-C-K-A-H-L-A-W.com, or you can contact us by phone at 403-452-9515. Have a great day. Thank you.